I'm Sam Civarella. Today, I'm talking to Lupe Cambiasso about some questions she's gotten asked over the years. Her reactions to them are timeless, they are pointed, and they are hilarious. Enjoy the interview. Let's get personal. Sometimes it's uncomfortable, but you can't avoid it. Are you pregnant, sweetie? No. I just put in a few extra pounds due to this fucking quarantine like everybody else. Excuse me, madam. Madam, I just turned 30 for Christ's sakes, and I haven't had a boyfriend in years. I'm too young to be called that. If people ask you if you have a boyfriend and you answer no, they will get surprised and say, why not if you're so pretty? I'm sorry to let you down, darling, but in this city, it's almost impossible to find a decent guy. And also, who told you I want a boyfriend anyways? <laughs> if you're an actress, you might have heard, have I seen you on TV? No, lady, I told you I am an actress, not a famous one. And also, I'm a theater actress. So sorry to disappoint you again. It's uncomfortable when your mom asks you, when are you going to have a baby? You would rather scream at her, I don't want a baby and I will never want one. But you just breathe and say, soon, mom, soon. It's more complicated if all of your friends are mothers now, because these words will come up eventually. Lupe, you're next. Oh God, I am the next one abandoning this, abandoning this WhatsApp group, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like people always want something from you. If you are single, they want you to be in a relationship. If you happen to have found a non-psychopath guy to date, they will want you to be married. And if you happen to surrender to it and actually get married, even in Vegas, they will want you to have a kid. But careful, because if you have a kid, they will immediately want you to have a second one. Oh, I'm so tired of feeling uncomfortable. That's why I decided to twist the truth a little. When somebody asks me what about my sentimental life, I will say, Boyfriend? No. I got married with my high school sweetheart and we are absolutely fucking happy. Yes, we live in an incredible house and yes, we have a big pool. Kids? <laughs> of course. I have not one, not two, but three kids. And in case you want more, there's another one on the way. <laughs> yes, I'm a very famous actress. You probably see me on Tarantino's films. <laughs> yes, I am his favorite actress, not Uma Thurman. Hey girls, 
I'm gonna send you right now the video of the Octoman. Oh my God, she is amazing, this woman. Eight kids at once. Isn't that a blessing? Oh, I almost forgot. I'm gonna send you the 85 pictures I took of my little one this morning. Yes, he sleeps all night long. Even now he's sitting. I'm so lucky. <laughs> How it's expectations, right? I get than a sympathetic, draining bunch of bullshit. What about you? darling i'm so good how are you i'm very good very happy to be with you i was wondering when would you call me for this podcast <laughs> i've been waiting and waiting year after year and i've seen a lot of people going through that podcast and i was like what about me they forgot <laughs> me no, we could never forget <laughs> you. Uh, I've done an It's Personal show with you, so you are forever cemented in my memory. Mm-hmm. So, Lupe, this is your second It's Personal show, right? Or your third? Exactly, my second one. The first one was in, at the theater, and then this one was online. So I had the two experiences. How, how was that difference in uh, experience? Well, I love theater, I love the stage, and I love to be with my colleagues on stage. I love all the exercises or, or things we do before the curtains come up. And so it's, it was different. I was here with my boyfriend doing the virtual one, and it was fun. But being in the theater is different, you know? You can peek to see who came to see you, you know, you're... You're worried about your costumes and you talk to everybody at the theater. I like to like go running around <laughs> to release some anxiety, you know? Yeah. Uh, so here it was like, I was like concentrated and I was worried about the signal. It, it was different. It was different. But it wasn't really nice to be part of, of it personal again. Oh, good. It's, I mean, it's always good to have you back. You bring such incredible energy Aww. to virtual or live. How much are they paying you? You know what? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> and Lupe and I, this we haven't just worked it's personal together. We became gifs together once. Mm-hmm. We've been on set in other facets, so we've we've been having a good time in the acting sphere together. So, Lupe, this piece, my goodness, I I've watched it a few times in the last uh, few days. It's so relatable. It's so <laughs> relatable. I feel like I've been asked every question that you say in the piece and the journey you go on through it, it feels so raw and so real. What inspired you to write this piece? Well, the way the piece was written uh, had to do with stand-up comedy. I love stand-up and I usually like to, to put some relatable things that happened to me uh, in order to get the audience to feel part of it too. Yeah. So that's the way I kind of put together all the ideas. Of course, 
all of those things happened to me at some point. So it was pretty fun to put all together to this uncomfortable theme. And my piece is called The Truth. So it's about, should I say the truth or should I say what everybody else is expecting me to say, you know? But it was, it was pretty fun. And your costume, or maybe just what you wear all the time in general. Yes, that's what I wear when I, when I wake up. Ferocious. And if you didn't see Lupe do this, she was wearing a rainbow sequin blazer. Mm-hmm. It was the fiercest thing I've ever seen. To the floor. It was like more like a robe or something. A robe? Yes. And it has a belt. Wow. That is so fabulous, Lupe. I felt like putting all my, all my clothes. After this quarantine, I had to be like, mm-hmm. Like a diva, you know what I mean? Yes, girl. Uh, no, I get it. <laughs> well, you understand. Yeah, because the minute I saw you in it, I was hosting the show, and I immediately grabbed my sequin blazer because I was like, wow. You've done the same. I didn't realize we were coming with all the fashion tonight, so. Of course, always, my dear. <laughs> you looked so fabulous. I loved it. One of my, one of my favorite lines Kind of early on in like the first half where people are asking you questions and you're kind of responding to them is you go, I'm an actress, not a famous one. Of course. (laughs) It just makes me giggle so much. Is that like kind of like, how does that feel for your ego to say something like that? I don't have an ego. Uh... (laughs) Wow. What a a different actor you are. (laughs) Yes. I left my ego in Argentina. It happened to me since I was a kid. Like every time I I said I was an actress, that I was studying acting or whatever, all my aunts, my neighbors, my friends' parents, they were all like, oh, have I seen you on TV? Have you been in any famous movie? And I was like, no, bitch, (laughs) I'm not there yet. You know, (laughs) but it's like everybody's expecting something from you. Being an actress and being an artist is not everything about fame and money and big mansions in Beverly Hills. Unfortunately, I I think it for me, it's like a joke that doesn't do anything to my little ego. You know what I mean? Yeah, I have my ego in a little box and I unleash it a couple of times, but I I control it. (laughs) Good for you, man. I wish we could hand out some ego boxes around town. Just, excuse me, place your ego in here. I have no time for it. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And in that same breath, you talk about, you know, you joke around like, I'm not a famous one. Also, I'm a theater actress, which you touched on it a little bit, how much you love theater. Talk a little bit more about what draws you, what draws you more to theater over film and TV. Um, I like everything. I love TV and I love cinema. I love camera. But theater is an experience. It's a moment. It's a night. It's two hours that you are in a different ecosystem with your people, with your friends. Nothing else matters. Your cell phone is on mute. You don't care about anything. You only care about your peace, about your friends and about who the hell is going to show up for this show. You know what I mean? It's like... Oh, okay, he came. Oh, she came. Oh, I'm not seeing Rachel. Where is Rachel? Rachel told me she was coming. Everything in your world is for that night. Everything. Your your clothing, your memory, everything. Everything about you has to be on place for that night. So it's different. 
In Argentina, theater is more common than in LA, but still, it's not famous people. It's not famous actors. Maybe they they bring some famous actor from TV to the theater, and that's how a lot of audience show up in the theater. But theater is more about passion. I'm about, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's, it's different. Yeah. I'm a theater actress, so you might not know my name. Never. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You may know me when I go to some reality show or something, but no for this theater show. I'd watch that, Lupe. I'd watch you on a reality show. That's for sure. Oh, I, I'm, I'm eager to go. <laughs> that would be so entertaining. So you are from Argentina. Yeah. What brought you to L.A., a film and television city, over someplace like New York or Chicago, which is known more for theater? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, listen, we're happy to have you. I'm just curious. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. As I told you, I, I, be- I began loving theater, but then I knew television, and I became friend of camera, and I love it. And then I, what I decided is to come here to L.A. to study at the Stella Adler Academy of Acting. And in that school, they teach you how to perform on stage, but also on camera. So that was the main reason I came here to L.A., you know what I mean? I knew there was theater here. I will be able to perform on stage, but I really wanted to be Hollywood. That's how stupid I am. <laughs> No, you're not stupid. You you breathe and you like ex- exude Hollywood. Like your personality <laughs> is over the top and, and beautiful and sequined and fabulous. So. And eyelashes. Oh my gosh, yes, eyelashes. Yes. <laughs> I love it. So I love the questions you ask are very vulnerable. Because, I mean, people obviously have no filter when they're asking these questions of you. But to repeat them back to an audience and kind of express your experience with them is a very vulnerable move to make. And one of the things you say, well, you question, you say, how exhausting is it to fill everyone's expectations? Do you find that this stretches beyond the topics you brought up in this piece? Like, do you think that goes beyond even just this small world you let us into? Well, I'm 34. I'm not a mother. Uh, I have a boyfriend, a new boyfriend, we can say. I haven't had a boyfriend in years. So everything that I, I said in that piece is true. It's my truth. Luckily, my mother never like put a gun in my head in order for me to get married or have a kid. But society does that, you know. And as also as I said in my piece, my friends, two of my best friends are mothers now. I, ch- I was just talking to them. One of them, she has the baby already, and the other one is due in March. So, of course, part of our conversations was about mother stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, I'll be back in 10. You know, like, I, I couldn't say anything about it. So, society and, and maybe people around you expect things from you that maybe you don't give a damn about them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm going to be a mother... Today, next year, in two years, I'm just focusing my career now. I found an amazing man. I'm happy to be in love now. So that's all my concerns right now. I don't want to fulfill anybody's expectations. Nobody should. I love that. Is it hard to not fulfill expectations when you find yourself in a business that is maybe simply fulfilling expectations? Yeah, well, maybe work-related is not that bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, I should be a professional. I am a professional. I should have training. I have training. I should be responsible, be on time, you know. I am all that. So 
Yeah. You have to choose what expectations to fulfill. Make sense? Yes. Yes, it does. It's different when you are obliged to fulfill those expectations and it's different when you want to fulfill those expectations because they are yours. Yeah. Nobody else is doing it for you. It's like you accept, okay, I need to do, I need to be this because I want to. That's a lovely way to think of expectation, like a want versus a need. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really great advice you just gave to the children. And also because of my age, I'm playing a lot of moms in commercials. So, eh. I'm fulfilling the expectations at some point. It's like, oh, mom, here. Yeah. This is me playing a mom. Okay, embrace that. I love it. You're like, watch this commercial. I'm a mother in it. Yes. Watch it a lot. Play it on your TV. Send it to your friends. Look, Lupe's a mom. Yes, her child is six and you had no idea about it. But mm -hmm. this is how it is. And yes, you'll have a different child in the next video I sent you. Oh, my God. Yeah, a different one. A second one. Say, yeah, there you go. And you talk about that where someone says, do you have a baby? And then they're like, but do, then you have a baby. And they're like, but do you have a second baby on the way? It feels like the expectations are never ending. Like it's never, you're never good enough is kind of the, the essence of your piece is to society you're never good enough. At least that's what I ran away from this with uh, when I was like with my shoulders all the way up to my ears being like, oh my God, I feel this in my bones. But um, you turn this piece around, man. You really, you turn this piece around. And I was so, you know, the, the lady power in me loved watching you flip the script. And you've, you know, you've already touched a little bit on this uh, about not fulfilling or choosing the expectations you want to fulfill. And you go from telling these little lies, because you do spend a lot of time almost folding, you know, you like give in. You're like, yeah, I married my high school sweetheart. I have a kid, the, the Octo mom, she's my hero. That made me laugh so hard, it was crazy. Did you find yourself actually in life telling these little lies? No, I couldn't, I couldn't. No, 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 but it, it was kind of fun to think like that. It's like, you want me to be pregnant? Okay, yes, I have two babies <laughs> on the way. I'm a very, very famous actress. Yeah, I work with Tarantino, Yeah, you know, like Woody Allen. Sorry, sorry guys. Yes, I'm a millionaire, yes. Sometimes you just want to say that, but I don't think I ever say that in this violent way. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love, I mean, I would appreciate it. I think it's so funny to like give people a piece of their own medicine. It's like, you want this? This is it. Like, leave me alone. Get a life. You have a baby. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, and so you just, you get over it at some point and you just throw these little lies out the door and you just, you're over the bullshit and the life expectation. Was there a moment in your life where you had a similar aha moment where you were like, I'm, I'm done with expectations? This is silly, but I remember when I was, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, my mom used to be super strict with me and she always wanted me to get A's on school. And I remember one day I got a C. So I went back home and she was like, how this is even possible, Lupe, you should get an A. And I started crying, like super drama queen as I am. And I was like, I can't get an A, mom. I'm just a C girl. You have to accept it. And she felt so guilty because she was putting so much pressure on me. And she was like, okay, okay, okay. C is not that bad. C is not that bad. <laughs> and I think after that, I started getting A's because I didn't have that pressure on me anymore, you know? 
I think I definitely want to see that as an entire piece, like you and your mom discussing your school grades, because that, I, I love that. That's amazing. I love that as an aha moment for you. And then before I was trying to come to LA, my mom was like, well, why don't you just date someone? And I'm like, mom, I'm trying to get the money to go to America. What are you talking about? I don't want a boyfriend right now. I'm busy. And she was like, well, but if you don't let yourself, let yourself be out there, nobody will see you and you wouldn't know anybody. Mom, I'm trying to go to America. I don't want a boyfriend in Argentina. Please understand that. Yeah. You know, it's like my mom always need me to open my eyes super big. That scares her, by the way. Uh, and she needs me to tell her things like that. Like, no, I'm not going to get married. You know you do that in the piece, like, but you get really close to the camera and you open your eyes really big. So I almost, I like to think, like, we're all your mother watching in that moment. You're like, you were. don't mess with me. You were. That was, oh, good. I'm glad. You were. That's, <laughs> we felt that. I was like, she's not messing around. I would never ask a woman what their personal life is as a woman, but I cannot imagine anybody's going to ask you any personal questions after this. After no, they see this. you better not. And people, when they, when they see you and they are like, are you pregnant? It's so rude. How could you ask that? You can't ask that. It's crazy. Unless they are with a bag full of kid clothes yeah. or grabbing her belly like, oh, my little boy. You, yeah. know? you, don't, you don't get to tell that. It's like, no, I'm fat. <laughs> I'm just fat. This fat is my baby. This ravioli I have inside are my, my babies. Listen, ravioli is very satisfying. It almost feels like birth in a way. You're like, wow, I really created this dish and it's delicious. These ravioli were like, mwah. I love it. I love it with my whole heart. You can tell we're two women without children. We're like, oh. yeah, this works. Ravioli. You're so funny, Lupe. My God, I wish you had your own TV show. I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm trying not to like laugh loudly. So like the podcast, like we can hear you over everything. Can you see me like trying so Oh, I'm so sorry if my voice is super loud. Oh, no, they're used to me being on here now for a little while, so they're immune to loudness, oh, okay. so you're good. You're perfect. Um, Lupe, so quarantine, corona, like, we're going on a year of this. This show was about discomfort, being uncomfortable. What do you do as a form of comfort? What comforts Lupe? Food. Yeah, I love that. Food, <laughs> food, movies. Good thing about LA is like you can grab your car and just go somewhere with no people around, you know? So I really like to go out or to walk on the beach or to just drive through the mountains. Yeah. I found comfort in doing TikTok videos. Oh boy. I found it super funny. I'm like having so much fun doing it. And I'm not doing, doing it to grab more followers, but... Follow me <laughs> at Lupe Loops. But I really like it. It's super fun. I like to grab these audios in Spanish where people are from Colombia or Mexico with their own way of speaking. And I love to do the mimic, you know, the, the lip syncing. Yes. So, yeah, I'm doing that. It's fun. Okay, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we have to link to your TikTok in the show notes because <laughs> I'm going there right after we're done because this is <laughs> hilarious. At Lupe Loops, I love it. 
and just because I know personally about you, I know you have a history with drag queens. So when you say lip syncing, I know, I know that it's fabulous. I know that it's going to be fierce. We're going to wrap up very soon, but your first show you did with It's Personal was Crush. So we were like moments away from going into quarantine. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was a few months in between, but it, one might argue back to back. You know what? We did this show uncomfortable in July, June, June, July, June, June. Yeah. So now having both experiences and doing like all your auditions from home, everything you're doing is from home. What's like the number one thing you're excited to do when we're like, Lupe, we're back at the complex. Party, definitely. I need a lot of sweat bodies around me, dancing. I'm being like, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, ah, I'm sorry. Oh, I push you. Sorry. I need, I need people. I need people around. I need a lot of people around. I love that. I don't, I don't, I don't care about jobs. I don't care about working out. I just need to go out with my friends or my boyfriend all alone and just be with people. Yeah. Just, I don't know, start talking to strangers. Even drinking water. I don't care. It's not about the, the alcohol. You know what I mean, right? Like, I need people. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully for my birthday in April, I will get to do some small gathering or something. Last year, it was on Zoom, my, my birthday, so... Well, listen, April's not far off. Mm-hmm. It's closer than we think. You are all invited. Yeah. <laughs> You're all invited if it's safe to go. Of course, with masks and social distancing. I love that. I my I really hope we can have a party for you in April. I hope we're heading that way. At the time of this recording, it is February, so... Who knows? But, Lupe, I know... I know for a fact that the minute we're, we're back in theaters, we're going to be calling your name because we miss you on stage. The stage misses you. Oh. And I'm so glad we finally got you on the podcast. Yes, finally. I can, I can cross it from my bucket list. Yeah, oh my God. The fact that we are on your bucket list, what an mm -hmm. honor. I'm going to call them all and say, like, you should have invited me sooner. But I love you anyways. <laughs> Lupe, thank you so much for being your hilarious, candid self. This piece was amazing. I think everybody who listens to it is going to connect with it in some way. I hope it also taught some people some some lessons here about expectations and... And good lies. Yeah, good lies. I'm definitely going to use the Tarantino <laughs> one. That, like, me? Yeah, I'm in all the Tarantino movies. You caught me. You've seen me in all of them. I am Margot Robbie. <laughs> you had no idea, but that's actually me. Prosthetics go a long way. You're a star. You're amazing. I can't wait till we're both wearing our sequin blazers in public, shimmying around. Yes. And let's walk around Hollywood, West Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, gosh. That Yes. We're going to go on a strut and a stomp, and it is going to be amazing. Lupe, thank you so much. And I want Kate Orlando to be with us, too. Kate Orlando, you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> Lupe, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Sam. It was a really nice to see you again. I know I miss you. I just want to say I love you. It's personal, friends. Los quiero mucho, mucho, mucho. You're so sweet. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, babe. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. You can find tickets to future shows in the 2021 season at itspersonalonstage.com or in the link in our Instagram bio, at itspersonalonstage. While you're on our website, take a second to catch up with our blog. 
Sign up for a class or two, invest in a membership, and explore our store for the most amazing merch you've ever seen. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.